Have you tried diet after diet without finding long-term success? Well, believe it or not, it's not you. So many people think they know what they need to do to get healthy, but there's so much misinformation out there that many of us are sabotaging our health goals without even knowing it. Hi, I'm Carrie, a wife, mom, educator, and certified nutrition coach. After being frustrated by dieting and all the confusion out there about what actually works, I decided to figure it out. And what I discovered on my journey challenged everything I thought I knew about nutrition. And the solution is actually much simpler than you realize. So now, I'm on a mission to disrupt everything you think you know about nutrition too. Welcome to the Diet Disruptors Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our partnership with Kayani Incorporated. Kayani's mission of bringing hope through wellness and opportunity aligns with everything we do at Disruptive Nutrition, which is a big reason why we decided to partner with them. Our passion of giving women hope where they don't see any after years of dieting is such a focus of ours that when Kayani approached me about their product line and desire to support people around the world to ditch the diet and support people in the nutrition approach we follow, we knew we had to work together. Kayani's unique and innovative products support our nutritional approach and enhance what we teach by creating an environment in our bodies to help reduce inflammation, optimize digestion, balance blood sugar, increase circulation, and support collagen resilience. My daily protocol involves starting the day with their Sunrise, an antioxidant with vitamins that support the reduction of inflammation, along with their HL5 collagen, which helps to hydrate my connective tissue, build muscle, and so much more. I couple that with Nitro Extreme, to produce nitric oxide, which is known as the molecule of life. Nitric oxide supports healthy circulation and our body's ability to absorb and deliver nutrients. Without the ability to absorb and deliver nutrients, even if our nutrition is on point, we won't reap the benefits that we could be. So after I have those beginning supplements, I then have my PFC Balanced Protein Shake from Kayani, and that brings in the L-citrulline amino acid, which gets processed by the kidneys and then creates a long version of nitric oxide. So it's the entire system of the nitro effect that Kayani offers. It's not just one product here, but how it all fits together is totally unique. Their entire system, when paired with our nutritional approach of eating in threes, creates this environment in your body that it loves and will respond to unlike any diet or supplement regime on the market today. So check out our site at disruptivenutrition.com shop for more information on how our partnership with Kayani truly is designed to take your health and weight loss goals to a whole new level. Well, hey, Diet Disruptors. This is a big 
day. If you are watching this live with me, say hello. Uh, we stream live in our Disruptive Nutrition Facebook page. We stream live in our Diet Disruptors Facebook group, and we stream live in our YouTube channel. And it is a very big day because today is our 100th episode in for live with disruptive nutrition. I am like blown away that we've done a hundred episodes. Now, if you're listening to this on our podcast, you'll see that we're not quite at a hundred because we actually reuse our, our live episodes to go to our podcast every single week. And we didn't start doing that right away. We did a few of these episodes first and then realized this needs to be a part of our podcast. So we'll celebrate our 100th podcast um, in a few more episodes, but I am really excited. So if you're watching live with me, type 100 in the comments and just celebrate with me. And I'm, I'm just really excited about this uh, because, gosh, 100 episodes ago, I remember I was on my very first episode and I was super nervous. I had this whole big plan. It took me a long time to kind of come on and, 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 and share. I don't know why, you know, I did lives many times before, but it felt different because it was live with disruptive nutrition. It was an episode. It was like the start of something new and a hundred episodes in. I'm comfortable now. I love connecting with you all. I've been able to show up week after week after week for a hundred weeks to be able to give you value, hopefully, to be able to teach, to be able to share my heart, for me to be able to show you what disruptive nutrition is all about. And so I am giddy and thrilled that we've, we've done this much. We've helped so many women, uh, thousands of them within our free group, within our free seminars, within our free resources, and then within our client base who work with us formally. So thank you to all of you who support us and who trust us. We don't take that lightly. My, I have 15 coaches and we have about 12 staff here at Disruptive Nutrition and we're still working on just being the best that we can be for you. We are a team of really committed uh, of people, mostly women, who are on um, on this on this mission to be able to disrupt what people think about nutrition. So today, I'm going to take a step back as we celebrate 100 episodes and share with you the disruptive nutrition story. I recently got asked. Can you tell me a little bit more how, about how you got started and how this happened? And I share it in bits and pieces because I don't usually have time. It's usually part of a bigger conversation. And today, that's the conversation. I'm going to share with you where I was, how this started, all of this stuff, and just sort of walk you through the story. I hope with this, you can see that this is really about a mission a purpose and a calling for each of us that are on this team. And I love that so many, the majority of people that work with us all started off as clients. So uh, I love that. And before I get started, I'm going to shout out coach Michelle Stefan. She was our very, very first coach. She was the one, she was a client of mine 
And she connected with me and said, I have always wanted to do this kind of coaching. Would you be willing to train me and let me work with you? And that's how we kind of started in our coaching because I was the coach for a really long time and had no real kind of idea about how I would scale that or grow that or bring on coaches. And it was Michelle that forced me to kind of think through, how are we going to do this? This could be pretty cool. And from there, it was like a ball rolling down a hill. So thank you, Michelle, because because of you, because of your faith in me, because you trusted what what I was teaching and you wanted to teach others, we're here today. So this is so much of yours as well. All right, so let me take you back on Memory Road. I uh, talk about how I was a, a college athlete. I was a college cheerleader. Uh, back in the day. Uh, and uh, I, I love that show, Cheer. Does anybody watch that show, Cheer? Little sidebar. Put Cheer in the comments if you do. <laughs> I, it's like I go back to my old days thinking like I could do those things. I couldn't do those things when I was doing those things. They're so complicated now. But anyway, I was a cheerleader and worked out six, sometimes seven days a week. Um, and I remember on um, my senior year, I finished, I, you know, finished the season. Uh, and I went to go work in my school job. Now I'm going to tell you, I didn't have a weight problem, weight issue, uh, when it came to being overweight when I was younger. In fact, I had exactly the opposite. I really was very tiny. I couldn't gain weight. Um, and I was made fun of a lot. I remember being a cheerleader when I was in middle school and a whole group of kids just laughing at me and pointing at me because I was so skinny. So um, body shaming was a part of my life from as long as I can remember. And I do always know, or I always knew and believe that how I looked really equated to and, and, and matched my value, whether it was being overweight or underweight. And I've experienced both. Uh, it, it really that physical presence is what I believed mattered. And I can sit here today in such a different place because of the journey that I've been through. And that is the exact type of, of mindset thinking and, and transformation that we work on with our clients. So when I was um, finished my sport, I um, remember going to my college job. I had three jobs. I've always been a workhorse. I you know, both my parents were teachers. They didn't, we didn't have the money for me to go to school. So I worked two waitressing jobs and uh, a um, school on campus job as a, as a, as a, at a residential hall. And uh, we ordered pizza. We ordered pizza at the dorm and I remember it getting delivered and I couldn't eat it. I can't explain it to you. It was, I can still feel the emotions as I share this with you. I looked at that pizza and it was like my, mouth was like locked shut. And that voice in your head that we tend to believe, but isn't usually very kind or accurate, said, you can't eat the pizza. It will make you fat. And if you're fat, you have no value. Literally, that is what I heard. So everybody's eating the pizza. And I was hungry and I, when I mean, it was like making me nauseous to even think about the pizza, but it was because 
I was afraid to get a bat. I remember going to the back room and calling my mother and crying, saying, mom, I can't eat the pizza. And I don't think I was making a lot of sense because my mom didn't really understand what I was saying, but I just said, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't eat the pizza. I can't eat the pizza. And uh, there wasn't a lot she could say or do. I was like in this panic. And I remember getting off the phone with her and I didn't really feel any better. I don't think she knew what was going on. And that was the day I realized that I had an eating disorder. And for years, I really, really struggled with food, my relationship with food, understanding food. I didn't at all, uh, mainly really not understanding my worth and how it didn't relate to the size of my body. I also had gone through some relationships that were very traumatic and all of it really compiled into a lack of self-confidence that was through the roof. I don't think any one of my friends would have ever told you that they thought that was true about me. I can fake it. And I did a lot. And I go back and look at pictures of myself uh, and I can remember the person that was in there and the turmoil that she was in. Uh, so, you know, I, I got a lot of help and I tried to work through it as much as I could. And I met my husband, Peter, and uh, he had really no idea that any of this was an issue at all. Um, I, I kept my dieting, eating kind of things a secret. I was able to, I was very obsessed with the scale in my body and all of those things, but nobody really knew it uh, per se. At least I don't think they did. Maybe they did. Uh, but then I got pregnant. And I will tell you that um, part of having an eating disorder also often correlates with infertility. Uh, so I was not able to get pregnant for five years, finally got pregnant through IVF. Um, and I, I look back now and I just think, I wish this is part of why raising my girls to have a solid foundation in, in who they are, in their bodies, in their value, in food in nutrition and understanding it was so important because I, you know, as much as I appreciate so much the journey now of infertility, as much as I wouldn't have wanted any other child than the one that I got, it was traumatic. It was a lot. It was expensive. It was hard. My body wasn't healthy, but I did. I got pregnant and I was the happiest pregnant person in the world, even though I had kidney stones while I was pregnant. And um, I kept saying I craved a Big Mac. That's all I did. I craved Big Macs. And I, and I, and I, I did that because McDonald's was off limits for years and years and years. And now I could have anything I wanted. And it felt like the ultimate sin was having McDonald's and the ultimate McDonald's sin was a Big Mac. And so I, my husband would go and get me Big Macs all the time. Well, I gained a lot of weight while I was pregnant and um, really struggled to take it off. Because again, I, as much as I had done a lot of work, I had never been at that place before. I'd always dealt with the opposite issues and then just really being obsessed with my body. Then after I gave birth, I had weighed an amount and saw a look in myself and my body that I had never seen before. I remember just being in the mirror and squeezing parts of my body, looking at it and say, what, what it would look like if I was thinner, if I was normal. And I, I, I struggled for years and years with that. Did, again, all the different um, 
diet to try to get back to where I, I thought I would be. And it was so crazy because I was obsessing back then or before all of it about my weight because I was afraid to gain weight. And then after I did, I really just didn't know how to lose it. And then one day, I remember I had a second child and that was also a problem when it came to fertility, another IVF that ended up failing and we miscarried. Um, uh, on the day that I miscarried, my uh, daughter Ellie was born in Malaysia. So I, I find that to be amazing um, and not a coincidence, right? And so uh, long story about our adoption, I have an amazing website all about um, our, our experience around that, but we ended up adopting Ellie. And so when when they were about five and six years old, we would do pizza night, Friday night pizza night, but nobody, I, I thought nobody noticed that I wasn't eating the pizza. We would order salad and pizza and I would eat the salad and not the pizza. And I would have the dressing on the side and it would just be lettuce and tomatoes. And one day, one of my kids said, why does mom not eat the pizza? And the other one said, because it has too many calories. And here I was thinking I was hiding all of this, thinking that I wasn't doing this to my kids. I wasn't teaching them any issues like that. I was an educator. Remember, I was an educator for more than 20 years, a special educator, a behavior specialist. I was so tuned in to behaviors. You know how many checklists we had and behavior plans we had in my house? <laughs> and so I was very aware of my language and what I was inadvertently teaching kids. I was doing cultural competency training in schools all around the country. And I was really clear about bias and that we come to conversations with a bias, but I wasn't thinking about it when it came to that. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh snap, there's a problem. I knew it. And I remember looking at myself in the cabinet from the kitchen, but looking at my reflection, it was just completely disgusted with who I had become. And so I joined a gym. I joined a gym because that is what I knew I needed to do. I was already restricting. And so the difference is I just had to join a gym. I wasn't working out again. And that's what I had done when I was an athlete. And so that's all I had to do. So I went and joined a gym. And if you were all uh, with me last week, I had my podcast with my trainer. Mark from Living Lean. And he's still my trainer, even though he's in Cleveland and I'm in Connecticut now. He, I work out with him virtually. You can follow me on Instagram at Carrie underscore Lapoli. And I usually uh, post our Living Lean workouts after I each day. Um, still, to, in my opinion, the best trainer I've ever, ever, ever worked with. And I've lived all over the world. And so, uh, yeah, loved, 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 loved it. Anyway, went to Living Lean. And um, my husband laughs because they had sled pushes. Anybody know what a sled push is? Type in sled if you've ever done sled pushes before. I hadn't ever done them before. Um, and I, my husband laughed at me. I had this rounded back. I looked like it's like old woman. I was in my 30s, in my late 30s. And uh, anyway, I'm pushing the sled. And I was so, I was so miserable. I was like, this is awful. And we all joke, I didn't come back for six months because I hated it. I was like, I am not doing this. This is awful. It was strength training. And I'm like, I I'm not doing this. Right. I then went through the whole cycle again. And it's like, when I talk to women, I'm like, okay, you're just not ready. You're just not ready. And there are women, many women, we do not even invite into our family in terms of really, truly, formally working with us until we believe you are ready, ready to invest yourself, your time, your, your, your money, and to say, yes, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this right and well. 
So I wasn't ready. I was in a lot of pain, but not enough pain. So six months later, I go back to the gym and then I work out for a year. I was ready. I was ready. I showed up four days a week in the gym for a year and I got stronger but I really didn't see any difference in my body. And I remember a year later, I was so frustrated. I was drinking five to six cups of coffee a day. I used to pour a pot of coffee and bring it in the car with me when I would drive to schools and consult in them because it was cheaper than going to Starbucks. I literally would do that. I would pour a big, big cup and then I'd, pour, I'd brew more coffee and bring the whole pot. Uh, I was a mess. I really, really was, even though I was working out. And I wasn't seeing any changes in my body. And then one day, a nutrition coach came to the gym and it was a $5 seminar. And I sat there at the seminar and he said, what do you think is more correct? Eating an apple or pizza with chicken? And I was like, wait, what? I don't do the pizza. Remember, pizza in college, pizza at home. I don't do the pizza. Well, Come to find out, yes, an apple is healthier, but a pizza with chicken is going to give you the ability to balance your blood sugar. And I was like, balance your what? An apple on its own can spike your blood sugar, cause you to go, uh, blood sugar spike and then crash and then you're hungry. And when you got the right nutrients and the right portions and the right frequency and you balance your blood sugar, that changes everything. And I was like, I can eat pizza. Let's go. So I signed up to work with him for 10 days. And on day seven, I remember those pistol squats in the gym. Anybody ever do like a one-legged squat? That's kind of like, I, I did it on a, on a box. I did one with 15 pounds in my hands. And I was like, what? And then after 10 days, I decided to continue to work with him. And it was real, real expensive. But again, I was ready. And I really started to understand more about food and my body. And within a relatively short amount of time, people were like, what are you doing? In the gym, they were like, what's going on? What are you doing differently? Because it started to all come together and make sense. So I started working with Joe and really connecting with him and uh, building kind of like a, a side passion for myself while I was an educator. And, but the difference with Joe is that he didn't really talk about the importance of eating clean. Um, he just talked about the importance of balancing our nutrients in a certain way. So I would go and have like potato chips and turkey because it was a protein, fat, and carb, and that was fine. Well, I still had a lot of inflammation. I still had digestive issues. I couldn't get off the coffee. And so I started like, after a while, I got off this high of how excited I was that I was losing weight and realized I'm not really that healthy. So I started digging in and really understanding the importance of eating clean and whole unprocessed food and what's really going on in our food today and the impact of dairy and gluten. And it's not to say that I don't have those things. We know, right? Our diet disruptors know you can eat anything. Everything is just a protein, fat, and carb. That's it. But there's food. There's no food that makes you feel that should be good or bad, right? But simply put, there's food that serves your body and there's food that serves your soul. And we need both. And I realized that while I was, you know, fueling my body, I wasn't serving my body. So I dug deep. I started working with clients, uh, mostly like friends and family and things like that first, and really implemented this concept with clean eating. And the results were amazing. 
absolutely incredible. Remember, I was I was a national educational consultant at this point. I was traveling two weeks a month and doing this on the side. And at first, you know, I, I was just doing this as a, like trying this and, and like a favor to people. But really, I was doing it because I knew there was something here for me, something bigger than what I was doing. I just didn't know what it was. And then I got referrals from friends of friends. And, and, and I realized I had to start figuring this, this thing out. So I did. And I started doing this very small and on the side. But I started teaching women just about food. And we did a four-week kind of an opportunity to eat clean and learn how to balance your blood sugar. And then at the end of the four weeks, I was like, all right, now you can implement, you can, you can do this. You don't have to eat clean all the time. Just adjust, you know, and you got it. You can add foods back in as you want to. Make sure you're eating protein, fat, and carb. Eat clean as much as you can, and you're good. And I got message after message. This is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever done. I don't feel deprived. I know I can do this forever. This is awesome, awesome, awesome. And hundreds of women I would work with. And still today, like six, seven, eight years later, I'll get texts from women or phone calls from women saying, that was the only thing I ever did that really worked. And I was like, so why aren't you still doing it? And they're like, yeah, I fell off. Well, we did some data testing and more than 90% of people who would work with me in the beginning fell off a year later. And if I'm saying that this is sustainable, this is literally it. This is the last nutritional advice you'll ever need. And a year later, they're not doing it. Then what am I doing here? And remember, I was a special ed teacher. I was a behavior specialist. I was a national consultant going around and doing turnaround work in schools, turning around failing schools. And so I worked a ton with change. I trained administrators, I trained teachers all around the country on how to change their thinking so that they can change what goes on in their schools. I wasn't doing that with nutrition. I was just teaching people how to eat. And I was only doing part of it. I was teaching them how to eat clean and, 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 and balanced, but I wasn't teaching them how to live and eat. So that's when, as I continued to grow, as we got more and more coaches, as we were seeing like my coaches and having long-term success, I realized what I was doing differently with them. I realized what I needed to do with behavioral science background that I had. I realized what we had to do around mindset work, sustainability, even time management and habit building, because those are the things when life gets chaotic and crazy, when you feel like, I don't know where the time went, oh my gosh, all of a sudden it's seven o'clock at night and I didn't work out, I didn't eat, right? I didn't, that's what derails you, right? We also, I realized as talking to women, how so many things that momming brings, being the mom that we are, when it comes to laundry and kids appointments and all of that stuff, how that can derail us and how we always put them before us. And so then came born my passion and complete and total commitment to ensuring that I didn't just teach women about food, but I taught women. I disrupted everything they thought they knew about nutrition by giving them an opportunity to learn how to do what I call the trifecta, not just understand about your body in a deep way, deeper than I had before, how to eat in any situation at any time, at any place, how to go on vacation, how to be stressed, you know, how to do all those things, but also how do we make sure that we bring in our mindsets? Because our thoughts and our beliefs dictate our, 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 our actions. 
And if we're not thinking about our thinking and really reflecting and having time to make it, to be intentional and to learn how to do that because we've never been taught, then we're not going to do the food thing forever because life will get chaotic, stressful, and we will react in a way that will not serve us. We become victimized and we have to learn how to not be that way. And then sustainability. We've never really been taught how to do something forever. And I, and I realized the average person ch changes jobs every four years. The average person moves 11 times in their life. The average person is only married for 8.4 years. We actually aren't really taught how to do something forever. And so I kept equating it to a marriage, right? Like what I was teaching women was kind of like the honeymoon. It was exciting. It was fun. You had accountability, you had all of that, but you weren't really being given the skills to be able to really truly be married to yourself. And so that's why cultivating the relationship that you build for a lifetime, continuously going on date nights with yourself, continuously digging into the concepts in a way that's sustainable and, 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 and time-friendly, but allows you to truly live this forever. And so Disruptive Nutrition was born out of Coach Carrie realizing that coaching clients how to eat wasn't enough. And because we became more and more successful, because we were seeing that a year later, only more than 90% of people were sticking with the lifestyle. I was like, we've got something here. And as more and more clients were loving this and, and were transformed, they wanted to become coaches and they wanted to become coaches and they wanted to become coaches. And then suddenly now we have not only 15 coaches, but we have a movement as well that we've developed and moved on from with a partnership with celebrity nutritionist, Mark McDonald, who wrote the, literally wrote the book on the foundations of what we teach around food and Kayani, the leading supplement company in the world to be able to, to produce a, what I call a target line version of our designer line version of disruptive nutrition and being able to then really truly influence millions of people around the world to be able to do this in a different way but still in an important way has just taken us to a whole new place. So in 2022, as we embark on this year and moving forward and almost halfway through, not only are we working with women in disruptive nutrition in ways that are truly transformational, not only have we started a movement to be able to teach people about food globally and at a larger level um, in terms of the, the amount of people that can that can be impacted by it but we're also now working with health pros around the world health pros like nutrition coaches like gym owners who honestly are struggling they have such an important mission they're so so powerful but especially after covid people in the health and wellness field your gym owners your personal trainers your physical therapists your chiropractors they all took a massive massive hit and so Mark and I, along with the movement that we started, are now working with health pros around the world to give them a plug and play nutrition program that they can use for their clients and be able to also bring in additional income for their own businesses. And so disruptive nutrition really started out of my own pain, my own disgust with what I was believing about myself. 
and turn is turning into a place that is safe. That is what I like to call pleasure island. It is where that freedom from obsessing about the scale, about food, about your bodies can diminish or go away completely because you have confidence in knowing that what you're doing for your mind and your body and for your family is right. And so moving this mission forward is what I have devoted my life to. I left my full-time educational consulting job years ago because it was when I realized I am going to do this and do this 100% because I am not going to allow women any longer to be able to have a solution that they don't stick with. So I'm going to stick with them. And so that is where we are. That is our journey. And I'm so excited about how much further we have to go. And I appreciate you listening to the time it took to be able to tell it, but it was important. And I think it's important in many reasons. I don't take you following us and listening to us lightly. I think that is a huge responsibility that I believe is important for me to recognize and to be able to, to share with you how, um, how grateful I am and how humbled I am. And I want you to know where I come from. I want you to know some people will see uh, on our Facebook ads, they'll see me where I am now and assume that I never struggled. And I want you all to, re to realize that everybody's got a story. Everybody has a story of struggle. Comparison is the thief of all joy. Don't compare yourselves to others. But self-awareness is health. Being aware of where you have been, where you are going, why you want to get there and continuously building upon that self-awareness, thinking about your thinking. That is where true, true health and freedom comes from. We just have the boat that's going to help you get there. And so if you're interested in, in getting on that boat and learning more about this, um, my coaches, all those coaches that came on board because their own transformation was so powerful, we open up our calendar. Each one of us opens up a slot for a few times a day, and we want to talk to you. We want to be able to help you come up with a plan and figure out something that will work for you based on your needs and your goals. So. Do that, book a call with us. We'd love to be able to connect with you. And I hope that the story was helpful. Happy 100th to all of us because we're all part of the story and we all deserve to be celebrated. Thanks.